forest world of Corvus ain't looking right. Especially when the forest is more burned out than an overloaded plasma coin. Lady Catan told tale of one of them Jedi thereabout. And hereabouts, Mando's gonna look. Tradition says them force wielders are a mighty fierce enemy. But pray tell what you're gonna do when that enemy has the face of a friend. Spoilers ahead. Welcome everybody to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. Joining me this week going over another episode of The Mandalorian is myself, Ian, and John, as always. John, how you doing? I'm doing okay. All right, he's doing okay. And joining us again is uh, roommate Straight Facts Mike, coming Woo! at you with the Straight Facts. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm good enough. Good enough. Well, uh, hopefully we can raise that good enough mm-hmm. a little bit with some uh, hot Star Wars content. Nice. Gross. You guys like Star Wars. We do like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And we also like hearing your opinions about Star mm. Wars. It's really made this particular adventure through The Mandalorian interesting. So, uh, speaking of, the episode that we're going to go over today is called The Jedi. At the time of its release, it was a highly anticipated uh, episode because it it had been rumored that a character was going to make an appearance who is, is very popular, and she ended up making an appearance. This is our first live-action uh, shot of Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson, in this particular episode. And, uh, wow, a, a lot of stuff happens in this episode that furthers our adventure with the Mandalorian, including the reveal of Baby Yoda's name, Grogu. So, let's get your guys' take on hope, this. Hope you watch the episode. Well, I mean... Spoiler <laughs> alert! No, I'm going to throw the, the spoiler tag yeah, like, I mean, way at the beginning of this. Every single episode we've <laughs> talked about up to this point has been spoilers. Yeah. Like... I don't think I'm crossing a line here. <laughs> also, it's like we are so behind. <laughs> or no, yeah, we're just behind. Yeah, yeah, behind. no, behind. we're just behind. It's normal behind. Right. One day we'll maybe even finish the resistance episodes. I don't. One day. <laughs> I really don't have any desire to go back to that, and I don't know what that says about me. Oh, fake um, fan. Fake yeah, fan. right. Uh, but let's let's talk about the name first because that's kind of like a big deal so john what was your take on the name being revealed because a lot of people had very different reactions to this um you are in fact referring to the baby yoda name not the name of the episode correct okay Uh, i have opinions on one i um i had no strong feelings about grogu's name being grogu i knew at some point we're gonna have to stop referring to him as baby yoda because he wasn't Baby Yoda. That was never his actual name. Yeah, unless he turns out to be a clone of Yoda, which I wouldn't really be surprised at at this point. A cloda. A, a clona. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That made me completely lose all. It's gone. All, all, all brain. Clone all, of Yoda. I got dumb brained right now. Yeah. <laughs> John's got poo brain. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I like that they finally gave gave him one. He's still unable to communicate with words out loud so they they used forcey warcy uh wiggly fingers reasoning to um explain what his name was so I, I thought that was that was an interesting way of doing that or it could have been a lazy way and they just needed to put that in there so they could stop marketing it as baby yoda 
Uh, right. But either way, I'm glad he got a, a name by the end of the, the season. Absolutely. Baby Yoda. Baby How about, Yoda. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Um, My first initial thought was n- not great. Um, Honestly, like, knowing very little about Star Wars compared to y'all, uh, the only two names I had ever heard of that species before was either Yoda or Yaddle. Mm-hmm. So I thought there might be a continuation of we're just going to go with Y for all of them. And so I was kind of a little thrown off by that. But there probably is more of them, and they probably don't go by Y. Um, so, I mean, it's fine. Um, I don't. I don't feel, you know all that much either way um i'm glad he did get a name because like yeah baby yoda's cool but it's not his actual name and it's hard to market and now that he has a name and you can put that on everything um it's a little bit easier for them so yeah and what's what's interesting you mentioned you know like the the other two yoda and yaddle Mm. um the only other uh of that species that i'm aware of in star wars and this is a legends thing so not current canon Mm. But in the Knights of the Old Republic game, there was um, a member of that species named uh, Vandar. So what is kind of cool is that they kept with the two-syllable naming convention. Okay, cool. So, you know, Yoda, Yaddle, Grogu, Vandar. So that's that's kind of neat. I don't know if that means anything. It's just something I was thinking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Good. Um going further into uh the the meat of the episode itself centers around ahsoka trying to get information from the magistrate of this town who she doesn't the magistrate doesn't really run her town all that uh softly um she seems to be something of a tyrant and ahsoka needs to get some sort of information out of her the magistrate then threatens to kill the members of her town to make Ahsoka go away. Ahsoka gives her a day to clean up her act and give her the information before returning. Uh, at this point in time, the Mandalorian lands on the planet, uh, makes his way into the town. Nobody wants to talk to him. He's offered a bounty of a spear of pure Beskar to go after the Jedi, Ahsoka, and kill her. He doesn't really agree to that. Straight up, he just kind of goes, uh-huh, tell me where to find this Jedi who I totally don't need to see for completely different reasons. Unrelated. Completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes into the forest, finds her. They have a conversation about uh, Grogu and the and his connection to the Jedi, connection to the Force. Ahsoka is hesitant to kind of take him on to train him which was Mando's whole goal here, uh, offers to help Ahsoka with her problem, and then we get an old-school western slash um, samurai. samurai showdown in the town, which was really well done. And the episode ends with the Mandalorian getting the Beskar spear, Ahsoka saying, hey, I'm still not going to train this kid. But if you go off to another planet, which I'm sure you're sick of at this point, and put him on a rock, he'll, uh, maybe something cool and force magical will happen. So. Maybe somebody will hear it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as it's not my problem. Maybe. Right. So let's get uh, your guys' take on some stuff that stood out to you in this episode. Some really fun things that you want to talk about. Let's start with you, Mike. I think my favorite thing about this episode was it was unexpected for me because I had assumed with knowing that we were going into introducing this character because the casting and that we heard her name a couple episodes ago, I had full expectation of a whole episode centered around trying to find her was going to happen and then we see a premiere of her and then the the fade out happens and then we get to it in the next episode we didn't get that at all the first shot was her i thought that was really cool and unexpected um that was i think my favorite part of it was just oh this we're getting into it right now all right that's cool and we're starting with her story and not even the mandalorian so i thought that was great um and it it set up a really fast-paced episode compared to some of the other ones in the season because there was so much to get through i thought the meat of the episode was just there was a lot um so that was a lot of fun the western scene at the end was so well shot there were so many different conflicts that you just like boom 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 you got through right away it's like the whole town was involved you get to the reintroduction of the villager with mando you get to the showdown between uh the lieutenant or whatever and and mandalorian and they're kind of like stare down and then you get the epic like fight in the koi pond between a jedi and uh the lady who rules with an iron stick um <laughs> yeah. yeah um it's actually beskar it's yeah whatever <laughs> um another name for beskar is mandalorian iron so this is Ooh, face that's, that's that's eu stuff that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> um i mean there's a plenty of stuff to talk about it's just a matter of like what do i choose because like i honestly thought like Minute to minute, this was one of the strongest episodes because of how significant every moment was and how well it was shot. Um, obviously, like some of the stuff with with Grogu, which I haven't even like talked about, learning his name, having like the powwow between her and and him without the Mandalorian. No words were said, and you still felt the impact of being so far away, not being able to understand what's going on, but knowing the significance of what's going on. You felt like something so important was happening, and it didn't really matter what it was because you're so far away, so you have no idea. Um, just stuff like that. Like it was, it was a great episode. It was super fun, and um, it really really set the tone for where to go through the rest of the season. This was basically the midpoint of the season. We we spent the last four episodes trying to get to this point. Now we have a purpose that we have at the end. Now we know exactly where we need to go from here. And it centered all around this new character that we might not see again. We might see again. Obviously, it's the Mandalorian, so they can just throw her in back in whenever they want. Uh, but we might not ever see her again, so... It was just a lot of fun. I'm curious to get your take on Ahsoka's character because this is really your first exposure to her mm -hmm. where, you know, fans who have watched the the Clone Wars and uh, the Rebels show have really 
you know, she was such a key part in the Clone Wars and in the latter uh, third season, I think, of uh, Clone of Rebels was was such a key character there. And this is a character that was, you know, introduced very new and, you know, gained a huge following. So as someone who's just kind of seeing her appearance for the first time, I'm curious to get your take on the character. In all honesty, it just felt like a typical Jedi where it was very standoffish and like solemn um, and very purposeful with her words and not wanting to take on a trainee because of X, Y, or Z. Like there's a, every, every time a Jedi is faced with, Hey, can you take on this one person? There's like, ah, they got this thing wrong with them. So I'm just going to pass. <laughs> um, it feels like that every time to me. Um, this one's bad. <laughs> Yeah, bad, move on. Um, and then at the end, she's like, hey, like we said, hey, I'm not going to take this on even though you did everything you are going to say you were going to. Uh, but here's a way far away planet and you can put them on a rock and maybe something happens. I mean, she wasn't the most helpful of, of people to, to run into. But she was a Jedi. She was the first time that Mando had seen one and interacted with one and Grogu got the same sort of treatment so to me it was a typical jedi person i know she's kind of an outcast and the one i remember one question that i had for john while i was watching it the first time was i asked him about the the lightsabers that she had Mm -hmm. uh, because they're like white or clear and i asked him are those lightsabers white or translucent because that's just the color of light and i had no idea well, your, your your exact question was: Are they white or are they colorless? Yeah, that's right. Which is what which is what stumped me. Yeah, and then you passed that question to me over in our to, in our you're, chat. You're channel. more of the Jedi lore guy than me. Yeah, and I just and my exact response was: I don't know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if if in, just just real quick, Mike, if, yeah. if anyone doesn't like wonder wonder why that confused me is in canon she got those her kyber crystals which determine the color of your saber for the most part in New Canon, by purging the dark side out of the they were second inqu- sisters? No. Nine. They were just an Inquisitor's lightsabers. Yeah. I don't remember which um, one. So she purged them of the Sithiness, and they came out white. But in color theory, if I'm right, white is the absence of color, where black is all colors. And so that's what confused me. It's like, oh, if you blood out all the color you would be left with absence of color lightsaber. And at this point, we've gone too deep. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking a lot about Star Wars right now. Uh, Um, But yeah, going back to my thoughts about her, it was a cool character, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm ready to move on to other pieces of the story. Like, it was definitely an interesting character, but I honestly thought, like, thinking back about the rest of the season, like, I... I felt that there were characters that I was more interested in or um, felt like I wish were going to be continuing more. Like, uh, Bo-Katan was definitely one of those for me. Um, Frog Lady, obviously, was one of those for me. Uh, So, I mean, I know Rosario Dawson is an incredible actor and she's going to get her chance to kind of tell the story um, later on, but... Um, it was it was a good enough character. 
Very cool. So jumping from that over to you, John, you are someone who is, uh, you know, far more familiar with Ahsoka's story. So what was your thoughts about her appearance in this show? When when the episode started and it flashed the title The Jedi, that's kind of what my first part was confused about. Because we, I heard rumors that uh, Ahsoka, come on, I know her name. <laughs> Ahsoka. Snips, as uh, she was referred to in The Clone Wars. We heard rumors that she was going to be in it, and the last time I checked, she wasn't technically a Jedi anymore. Is that correct, Ian? I don't... Like, I've read the novels, but I don't remember where they take place, and I, I have a bad memory, so it doesn't help either. So, Ahsoka's relationship with the Jedi Order is a complicated one. Correct. She officially left the Order, and the next time we see her past the Clone Wars era, you know, she uses the phrase, I am no Jedi. Uh, now... To, to kill the Ringwraith. Uh, oh my god, you just... <laughs> because only a Jedi could kill the Ring... Or no, no Jedi could kill the Ringwraith. The, uh... The... I can't remember what his name was. It's very upsetting. I just watched Lord of the Rings. Anyway, she, even... she rips off her home and goes, I am no Jedi, and then stabs him to the face with her, with, um, her elven blade. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh... What a tangent that was. <laughs> I've been saving that for uh... so long. <laughs> I am no Jedi. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so... Um... And then this, you know, this time around... She never actually calls herself a Jedi right. in this episode, but she doesn't like... Which I thought would have been her clever out. Like, yeah, I know I can use the Force and have laser swords, but like, I'm not going to be a Jedi, so Grogu got to get out. Well, I really think that if, if, I, if I were a, a Betten man, I would say that Filoni... And this is really Dave Filoni's character, right? This is really mm-hmm. a, a character that he developed and nurtured and is bringing the fold and we've seen her go through character development in you know all of her other appearances and i think what will eventually happen is she'll kind of come to terms with maybe she wasn't a jedi the way that they the order wanted her to be Mm -hmm. at that time but spiritually she is a jedi and i think a lot of that will come through you know sort of like kanan and, and ezra's influence from rebels so and that was kind of the thing I figured that could confuse somebody who maybe just watched that Clone Wars episode of her walking away from the Order and then be like, why, when did she become a Jedi again? And or it, if it's more of a, at this point in the timeline, if it's more of a state of mind rather than being a Order of a, or order of Warrior Monks. Right. And it's absolutely a fair point monks. because they... It did. There, there were a lot of people online going like, "But she said she's not a Jedi," yeah, and it's race, yeah. it's one of those things where you know we have to let the character grow and develop and and yeah. and watch that with them and not like just be like, "But she said that." Well, yeah, people change. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. All right, moving on. Uh, next part. When he's directed to go to this planet, I believe Bo-Katan tells him it's the forest world of. Corvus or whatever. Sure. And when we see it from space, it just looks like a lava field with some green. And after the most recent viewing, I went back and looked. And to me, it kind of looked more like it was the lava flows that I was seeing from space, like more like the edges of forest fires. Right. As something that 
uh, someone who's grown up in Southern California, we see those images from the air all the time. And that made a lot more sense to me when we go down to the planet and it's just a burned out forest, seeing how much devastation this magistrate has caused in plundering the planet as Ahsoka tells the Mando that she's been, um, since the Clone Wars, been her family's been building ships for the Empire and just uh, plundering the resources of planets across the galaxy. Sure. So seeing, um, seeing that as a forest fire, like really in, in my mindset, that made that make more sense. Uh, sure. Usually, we, when uh, previously when I watched it, we just kind of sat down in this kind of desolate, I guess, burned out forest, and we don't really we're like okay, well, it's burned out forest planet because that's you know Star Wars is one biome planets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so even though we didn't really get to see what her operation was, we could just tell from the atmosphere that those fires have caused the the grayness of of the world that. Whatever she's doing there is is devastating the people, devastating the planet, and she's not not a, a good person. Good, yeah, good, yeah, not a mm, good person. Yeah, it really reminded me of the uh, in in Rebels they had uh, the world devastators on Lothal at one point. Did they? I think it was on Lothal, but they had I, I don't remember what planet exactly, but they they did have world devastators, and that was kind of like, and for your reference, Mike, the world devastators are like giant like anti-terraforming machines they just like scoop up all the the like material that could be useful and you know just indiscriminate just vacuuming the ground yeah and anything and anything in it you know that is valuable and it gets uh you know taken out and everything else is just dumped back into dirt ash and like terribleness so I would not be surprised if there were just world devastators on that planet just going to town. Um, that would have made sense. That'd been cool to see. Yeah. Um, so I, I was with Mike. I thought we were going to see the back of her, and then her slowly turn around, and then and then the bottom credits. The, yeah, the the um, Luke Skywalker at the end of Force Awakens yeah, thing. The, the yeah. last thing I expected was this it to open up with a lightsaber fight in a forest, <laughs> like a really visually striking dark foggy forest and then just like white blades every now and then slicing people up it was so cool like it was i was i remember the first time i watched it which was at like four five in the morning like before i went to work it's just thinking out loud oh so we're just gonna go right into it okay <laughs> like not expecting that at all what's happening um, now totally randomly bo katan just n- knows where ahsoka is hanging out yeah like, that's very specifically knows what she's doing how long? How often are they in contact? How long has Ahsoka just been pissing off this magistrate? I thought that was just weird, and also like throughout the season, there's just dumb things like that. They're like, if you think about it too much, oh, this is starting to unravel. But uh, I got I got to keep thinking of this as like a serialized television show. Yeah, that's the a old, Star Wars. It only matters to those of us that overthink it. Right. For the most part, it was it was a pretty like I, I kind of felt the tone was a little bit all over the place sometimes. It would start off with like an action-packed samurai movie, like kind of like a slow western, and then back to the action, and then a little bit slow again, and then there's wizardy things, and then back to the action, and it, it kind of felt like it was jumping all over the place. Like I said to me, um, I know this is Filoni's, well, at least one of his first live-action forays, mm. like specifically like he wrote it, he directed it, right, and. I remember seeing a lot online that people were kind of like iffy on this episode. Um, but the more I watch it, the, the more I think it, it sets up Ahsoka better. 
but uh, a complaint I've had on a number of episodes this season is they set up other characters really cool and then kind of forget Din. Sure. Like, completely. Uh, which I will dive into more in, in, a, in a couple episodes from here where I have, I have a theory about what this season is entirely. Sure, makes sense. I'm glad that we're, we are now sure that um, Beskar can counter lightsabers effectively. Otherwise, Din would have been murdered real quick. Right. <laughs> Which would have been awkward for him. And, and to your point, John, with, with, with it, you know, sort of seeming to be very fast and then slow-paced and fast and slow-paced, that feels very Western to me. Because, you know, like, if we if we really think back to Westerns, the gunfights are not the whole movies. Right. So it's definitely a choice that they made. And I, I for one, think, think it, it went really well. And it's also, um, I really liked sort of the uh the pace of the the fight the lightsaber fight slash spear fight at the mm-hmm. end because you went into these like really quick flurries of action 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 and then break and then stare down and then action 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 break and then stare down you know what it felt like was a tarantino yeah like, kill bill sort of fight that's what i thought through that uh, that whole thing is like the the final scene in kill bill the first one between Lucy Liu and uh, Uma Thurman. It was, yeah, it was super, like, very quick strikes and then just eyeing each other around and circling each other while you're figuring out what your next uh, move is going to be. It's almost like a sign of respect for the other person. It's like, I understand how good you are and I want to make sure that I don't make a mistake in order to keep myself in this. Um, and I think I think those are really strong because one, it's it, it lends more uh, emphasis on on each strike as opposed to if if you're fighting the entire time, it, it feels less impactful each time mm-hmm. that you're swinging, um, as well as it, it it helps to build the tension. It helps to build the kind of the knowledge base of the two people, understanding how um, how good they are at fighting and how impactful it is to make sure that I need to win this fight. So I need to take my time through it. Yeah. And that really goes to show, you know, that there are threats to the Jedi that aren't Sith. That's a good point. Ahsoka is not only a trained Jedi, but she is a military trained veteran of war. And this magistrate can go toe to toe with her, at least to a certain point in this fight. Um, I, I, I really like that. I, I think it sets the tone. It, it brings us back down to reality. A big Jedi fans such as myself, you know, we kind of balloon the the Jedi's abilities and stuff. But, you know, in the Clone Wars, they're getting just, like, shot by, you know, droids. So they're, they're not invincible. And they definitely have uh, faults, and there are people who can step to them who aren't, who also don't necessarily need to have magic space powers. So that was really cool. So there's something I want to talk about, and that is the the, the name that Ahsoka drops. Grogu. The person that she's looking for is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now this name drop isn't really going to mean much for people who don't know who Thrawn is or Correct. who Rebels. But he was a big name in the the extended universe, and then he was brought back into 
the new canon by Rebels as an alien Imperial officer who is extremely intelligent. I don't really know how to feel about that. Going to your point, John, where they're building up other characters in this show and not necessarily the main ones. Like that, the fact that that name got dropped to me, it took something out of the experience for me because it felt like a blatant, we're setting up something else that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this story. And I don't think it was necessary. I think it was just kind of like a, a thing to throw in for the, the hardcore fans, which I normally I'm really all for. But in this case, it just felt kind of forced. What do you think about that, John? Well, I was going to hold off until a later episode, but I think I'll just do it now. Is A lot of the episodes in this season felt like backdoor pilots for upcoming projects. Mm-hmm. Like this one is clearly setting up for the upcoming live-action Ahsoka project. Which we didn't know was happening when this episode came out, I don't think. That was announced afterwards. I'd Google it, but I don't want to. <laughs> We're pretty, yeah, it's pretty close. But I think it was rumored that she was going to get one, or that there was going to be a, a Rebels sequel Sure. at that time. And so that's what that just felt like to me. Like, I knew Grand Animal Thrawn isn't going to show up in this season of The Mandalorian. That's too big of a name and then too big of a mystery since the last time we saw Thrawn, he was abducted by aliens with Ezra. He was jettisoned into space by whales who can travel through hyperspace. Yeah. Star Wars, um, everyone. <laughs> the last shot of Rebels is... Ahsoka and Sabine going to look for Ezra and Thrawn at an unknown point after the, I guess, the climax of Rebels. Right. So, like, we don't know if that's happened yet or if that's what the Ahsoka live show or the the retooling the Rebels sequel to something else. And then there's a couple other projects that I won't I won't get into now because they spoilers for upcoming episodes. Sure, but. Yeah, it, it felt this this felt like a way of doing a pilot for Ahsoka's live action show at the cost of the Mandalorian story. Though it did fit in with what he needed to do if he had gotten the information just to skip Corvus entirely and go go to Tython, uh, it would have worked just would have worked just the same. Sure. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed seeing Ahsoka mm, yeah, in, this, absolutely. in this episode and seeing this episode contest, but that that name drop was the thing that like made it go too far in the other direction for me so i I did like that the magistrates assassin droids had the seventh fleet insignia stamped on the side of their heads oh did they really i didn't see that there's like only a couple shots where you can see it but it's super faded off and on the side and it's thrawn's uh personal fleet crest or whatever that's cool and also those droids were uh hk models which was a cool little name drop because, uh, you know, the HK droids, hunter-killer droids, became famous in uh, the Knights of the Old Republic game with HK-47, who is... Doesn't like meatbags. He does not like meatbags, mm-hmm. no. So that was pretty cool. All right, uh, anything else we want to talk about for this episode, Did Mike? We... No. John? We, we did talk about how we got a Beskar spear. Yes, he did get a Beskar spear. So he gets the cool Beskar spear. He uh, meets back up with Ahsoka. She says, hey, take him to Tython. Send him on the rock like you mentioned earlier. And then... Then they leave. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, 
Um, maybe maybe real quick the the weird standoff between him and the higher henchmen. Oh god, who, like, yeah. It's just bad at his job. Like, <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know if it was him being bad or just the angles of the camera they chose. But he's constantly staring at Mando's gun as he's as he's putting down his own gun to like give up or like you know surrender or whatever, and just staring at it. And then as soon as Mando takes his hand away from his gun just a little bit. Uh, he gets a big old grin on his face, like, oh, that's it. Here, I, now is my time to take out my gun and shoot you. And then he just dies because he's dumb. Uh, like, it was, it was like, I, that guy's clearly never been in a standoff before. I, I, did, like, I did like a shotgun blaster, though. I think it was kind of cool. Yeah. It just made it really hammy, and I was all for it. It just, it made for a fun little moment. This, this guy just, yeah, he was but just bad. Just that, bad. That, the way that guy talked and the way that he, like... Slowly moved towards him. And he, the oh. way that he just, like, reacted to stuff throughout the whole episode, it made me uncomfortable. He was just <laughs> just weird, man. Like, ah. All right. Well, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. Real quick, if you do not know about Star Wars Podcast Day, it is coming up on February 7th, 2021, and that is a day where a bunch of different Star Wars podcasts have gotten together. At last count, it was a 59, and we're all going to release an episode on that day just to celebrate the community and show off uh, all of these different amazing Star Wars podcasts. So if you're looking for a new podcast or perhaps one that posts regularly, please feel free to check them out. You can follow all of the updates on it on Twitter at Star Wars Pod Day. That's on Twitter at Star Wars Pod Day. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at hothpod at gmail.com, tweet at us on the Twitters at hothpod, or check out our website, hothtopicspodcast.com. I've been Ian. I've been frantically trying to search when um, when uh, the Ahsoka live action was announced and when that episode aired. And uh, I'm not quick enough, so we'll move on. That was John. Mike's here as well. Thank you very much, everybody. We will see you next time.